Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Today is the day. Today is the day. For those of you who've been following this channel, if you remember, just this weekend, I believe the day was on uh, Saturday. We produced the show centered around a podcast interview with Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith. Now, as you guys know, Shannon Sharp, they released that, that interview, which I thought was very, very smart to give people like a teaser um, ahead of his debut on Undisputed, which was going to take place today. Uh, and I think, I think he's going to be there on Monday and Tuesday, right? So during that interview, whatever it is, that podcast, they talked about a range of things. Of course, they had the segment where they kind of went back and forth with, uh, you know, but who's better, LeBron James and Michael Jordan. And it was a very, very successful show. I mean, very, I think the first show itself, it's in its entirety, that show got about a million views or like last time I checked, it was something like 800, uh, and 72,000 views. So it got a boatload of views and it's understandable because it's the first time we're really going to see although shannon sharp in the, in the past actually made an appearance on uh what is it first take when skip bayless was there some years ago but anyway they did that so what happened today came in uh start looking for what to produce and it was kind of like a uh what do you call it the topics weren't coming to me that easily this morning so i clicked on the computer and then I went to YouTube because I'd been going through different articles. I didn't see anything. Then I went to YouTube. And then the first image that pops up is Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith on ESPN First Take. And I was like, oh, that's right. He's supposed to be making his debut this week. That is right. I had totally forgotten about it. Now, to go back to that other, uh, to, what is it, to the Shannon Sharp Club Shay Shay podcast, as I was listening to it, I was very, very curious to see how Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith would mesh. Because in the past, when Shannon used to de uh, debate Skip Bayless, what used to happen was Skip would say his point, and then Shannon, Shannon would come, and he'll start screaming, and he'll start banging on, you know, doing his thing. And then once Skip Bayless felt like he was being overpowered, he would now bang on the table and say, it's my turn, and then they'll do that back and forth. So I was very curious to see how Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith would match because two of these guys seem to have very strong personalities. And after watching a few segments from that Club Shay Shay podcast, I came to the conclusion that Shannon Sharp has probably finally met his match. I think Shannon Sharp will finally get a healthy dose of competition uh, when debating these hot topics that they normally do. And speaking of health... Uh, this video is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Factor Meals, America's number one ready-to-eat eat meal kit. So before we go any further, take a listen to our sponsor here, and then we're going to come back and continue on with the show. 
If you're like me or anybody that works at Dreamers Pro, chances are you're a very, very busy person, especially during the lunchtime when you don't have time to go to the grocery store, pick out fresh ingredients, and come back home and cook healthy, delicious meals. Sometimes we're so busy that you just end up finding yourself making a ham sandwich or something like that, which isn't really ideal. And this is the reason why we are excited to be partnering with Factor Meals. Factor Meals is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. You can choose from up to 35 gourmet meals every meal is packed with premium ingredients crafted by factor meals team of culinary experts and designed by dietitians to ensure that every meal is packed with premium science-backed nutritional quality your meals are delivered directly to your door and all you need to do is heat them up in just under two minutes then they are ready for you to eat and enjoy so for example this week i think i'm gonna go with the italian herb chicken what i love is that under every single meal you can see if it's a calorie conscious option for example this meal i just chose is the dietitian approved calorie smart meal which is around 550 calories or less per serving and also a protein plus meal with 30 grams of protein or more Per serving. So if you want to give it a try, click the link in the description below or head over to factormeals.com slash dreamers50 and use code dreamers50 to get 50% off. And remember, when you try Factor Meals by using the link in the description below, remember that you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So now what I want to do is because ESPN released various segments, but there was a segment that they released like a maybe like a let me say a 40 minute clip. Of both of them standing off with each other. And then Shannon Sharp had like a cowboy hat, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. So what we want to do is we want to play that intro for you guys just to see how these guys mesh. And then also we want to play a segment of these guys kind of going back and forth just to show you guys the chemistry that they had on first take. So take a listen to that. And then we're going to come back and continue on with the show. Take a listen to that there. Stephen A., why did y'all throw a purpose at first take? To do whatever you tell me to, Drill Sergeant? That's a brilliant idea. You must be a damn genius. You must have an IQ of 160. Now get the first take. I run this show. I don't care what Drill Sergeant is. You heard me? First take's in the hands. It's a new day, baby. <laughs> Look who is here. Three-time Super Bowl champ, Hall of Famer, Shannon Sharp, Club Shay Shay in the building. Let me get my mask. It is our honor to have you, Shannon. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the love. Thanks for welcoming me aboard. Molly, thank you for welcoming me aboard also. I love it. Come in and say hello. Dressed for the occasion. I did. Great, ready to go. I almost didn't wear a tie today, but I figured Stephen A was going to wear a tie, so... I said, you know what? I can't just let him out. Show, just show me up on it. Well, actually, he already starting off on the wrong foot because, ladies and gentlemen, he came in here and when he saw how fly I was looking this okay, morning, relax. he said, damn. Yeah, I, I got to wear this tie. I did. Yeah, I, I did. I did. I got he looked good. He looked good, Dutton <laughs> Marley. He, he looked Great good. Suit. I gave him his credit. I gave yeah. him his credit. All right. He knew what today was, mm -hmm. but this is my only concern. Yes. Okay, so we only have an hour. Yes. Okay. So I just want you to mentally prepare yourselves. Today's like a warm-up. An hour? Because I'm a little worried about dealing Maybe with that. the two of you. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a lot for me. It is. But I'm up for the challenge. It is. Okay. All right. I'm going to help him out today, so I'm going to be, I'm going to I'm going to give. Oh, you're going to help him out? I'm a giver. I'm going to help him he out today. The two start. hours yeah. of tomorrow. <laughs> it's only an hour today. The yeah. two hours of tomorrow. So we're going to get a little bit of Shannon Sharp today, but you better be ready. I don't need much time to go ahead and do the damage I'm going to do today. Let's, Shannon, is KC on upset alert if they don't get Jones back? Yes, because if you think about it, the Lions were picked to win that division, Skip. This, uh, excuse, oh, you know, I'm it's sorry. Okay. It's all it's right. Okay. It's all right. Stephen it's A., right. they were picked to win the division, 
since the first time since it realigned in 2002. Cool. So we're talking over two decades. They're picked to win that division. We know what they represent offensively. Mm -hmm. With Jared Goff and the cast of receivers that he has, they took a, a running back in the first round. Mm -hmm. They traded for another, uh, signed another one in free agency. Cool. So they're going to be offensively, they're explosive. Chris Jones is one of the five best defensive players in all of football. Mm -hmm. He was the number one graded defensive interior lineman all of last year. Finished third in the defensive player of the year ratings. He's the one guy that you don't have to do anything special for, and he can go get your quarterback. Now, they, the big dip defensive uh, uh, acquisition that they made, he suspended the first six games. Mm -hmm. So now, your two best defensive players, the two guys you're counting on to go get the quarterback on the ground, won't be there. And we know that's what got them in trouble over the previous years when they didn't get to the Super Bowl, was the ability to get to the opposing team's quarterback. Mm -hmm. So now, without Chris Jones, you got to pay him. If you want any hope, any chance of repeating, mm -hmm. Chris Jones has to be on this roster at some point in time. And you can't let it get eight games into the season because he's going to show up because he wants to get a cre get credited for a season. Yeah. So he has to play at least eight right. games. So he's going to come eventually, but you don't want to give these games away. The AFC is a lot better. Mm -hmm. Cincinnati is going to be better because they got an offensive line, an offensive line now that I believe can protect Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. Hey, Buffalo says, you know what? Last year was a little slip up for a hiccup for us. Right. We'll be better. Right. I like what the Chargers have done in, in uh, uh, L.A. with Herbert and those receivers. Mm -hmm. So they can ill afford to let this thing drag out. Yeah. You're going to have to pay him. Right. Patrick Mahomes took that bargain contract mm -hmm. just so you can have guys like Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, and you can pay those guys. Mm -hmm. Pay Chris Jones his money. He said, I don't know what he's asking for, right. but, but you're going to have to pay him somewhere right. in excess of probably $25, right. $28 million. Right. I don't know if the Aaron Donald contract right. is possible. Right. That's a whoo, that's an outlier of a contract. Right. But he's going to have to get close to Aaron Donald because he's that good of a player. 15 and a half sacks, mm -hmm. and you take that out of the lineup, like I said, Stephen A., he's the only guy on that defensive line mm -hmm. you don't have to do anything special for. You don't have to stunt. You don't have to twist. Right. You don't have to call all diagram pressure. Right. Chris, go get the quarterback, right. and he can go do it. Well, I would know something about being a quarterback because I, <laughs> I set folks up. You know what I'm saying? That's number one. So let's get that out of the way first. Number two, you know, I'm going to take it light on you today. Okay, Because, you know, you, 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 you know, you've been doing the pot Club Shay Shay, y'all. Check that out. Club yeah. Shay Shay. I've been, I've been on there. Oh, yeah, you do it. You do it. You do it. Hope that Thursday you can go to Club Shay Shay now. Check it out because I'm on all week long. All right. And you coming on my show, on my I'll podcast yes. next week. Okay. Yes. So you heard the exchange there. Now, if you paid very close attention, on <laughs> uh, one occasion, Shannon Sharp referred to Stephen A. Smith instead of calling him. Uh, 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 Steve, he called him Skip. He was like, Skip. And some people picked up on that. To me, I wouldn't make a big deal out of it. Shannon Sharp even laughed about it. And I think the second time he did it, he was like, when you're doing a show with somebody uh, for almost seven years on television, you get used to saying the name Skip. I have seen some different shows out there producing content around that, essentially saying, oh, you know, he misses Skip and blah, 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 blah. I think that's a natural thing. I think that, um, you know, it's like uh, if you're used to calling somebody one name and all of a sudden you may call another person that same name you used to call. I mean, it happens with parents all the time. I've had my mom call me my sister's name and vice versa. So it happens all the time. I wouldn't make too much of a big deal out of that. But back to the back to the, the what is it? The crux of the argument here that I want to discuss. First of all, I got to say, and as a matter of fact, we even put up a post on our community board because our channel 
we're always posting stuff in our community. Like we, 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 we make sure we keep it pop. We make sure we keep it popping all the time. And I wrote just after seeing that I said, I think skip messed up big time. I posted that about, let me say two hours ago. And a lot of people started leaving comments. Some people were on, on there even saying, I originally thought that it was going to be Kumbaya and Skip's new show was going to be great and he'll be able to bounce back. He was like, the moment I saw that segment uh, with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, I immediately uh, changed my mind. I thought that was a pretty, pretty hilarious uh, post. Uh, the person that said is All Love, one of our big uh, longtime uh, supporters of the channel. He said, look, I actually thought Skip did a good job. But as soon as I saw the opening of First Take, I said, nah, I must have forgotten what Shannon was like on TV. First Take is about to blow up. And then I left that and then I laughed. And then a few other people, uh, you know, chimed in to me, man. Shannon, there's just something about Shannon. He has this magnetic energy when he's on television, he has a great voice. He has a strong voice. Um, he's hilarious. And I think he just, I think he just, he just has whatever they call it. He has it because there are other people talking sports, even on, Unders even on undisputed other people talking sports, very qualified, just as qualified as Shannon Sharp, but they don't elicit that same type of thing that Shannon does. Now, some people say Michael Irvin does it, but for me, Shannon Sharp is just so talented and I think that they should have found a way uh, to retain him. In the case of Stephen A. Smith, I listened to the interview that they that he did on Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay podcast. Let's not get it twisted here. Yes, Stephen A. Smith threw out an olive branch. Yes, he felt like uh, what happened to Shannon Sharp wasn't right. Uh, he didn't like how he was treated. You know, um, yes, I believe every single thing that he said about to Sh said about Shannon Sharp to his face on that podcast. I believe one hundred percent of that. But let me just say this one thing. Don't get it twisted. He also knew that by getting Shannon Sharp on that show, it was going to drive major, major ratings. Let's just be for real here. It's not like as if he was lobbying for some nobody to come on the show or somebody that all of us are iffy on. You're talking about Shannon Sharp. And oh, by the way, a person that already has an established audience outside of Undisputed. It's not just him that's coming. He's bringing himself and he's bringing everything in terms of his Club Shay Shay podcast and following with him. Similarly to what J.J. Reddick did. When J.J. Reddick went on ESPN first take and ESPN overall, he already had the old man in the three. So let's not act like, oh, well, I just threw you a lifeline. I saw you were floundering. No, he's like, wait a minute here. This is one of the hottest free agents out there. We got to do everything in our power to ensure that we get him. And I definitely think there was an aspect of that. And after watching a few segments today, I cannot wait to see Shannon Sharp on that show every single week on Mondays and Tuesdays. I just cannot wait. Uh, wait, I think he's going to get a fantastic, fantastic reception. As I said, the last videos that I saw, of him on uh what is it on espn they were getting a boatload of views the first video okay let me just give you some of the videos that we that, that i got here with well, the first video the, th the one that we played for you guys the intro that video has one hundred and eighty six thousand views in three hours the other video that they, they, they released 
two hours ago has 266,000 views. Another one that they released two hundred two hours ago has 100,000 views. Then, of course, you have the one they just they just released 30 minutes ago. That one has 26,000 views, not counting all the views that Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay podcast got as a result of uh, Stephen A. Smith and this guy and all of, obviously the excitement surrounding that. He ended up getting millions of views. The video, the interview that he had with Stephen A. Smith two days ago already has 1.5 million views. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. So today we got some pretty uh, serious news, right? As you guys know. Uh, that this is an NBA channel and um, a lot of our content is predominantly focused um, on the NBA, right? And uh, there was a major upset that just took uh, place. I believe it was yesterday when Team USA dropped the game or they got upsetted by Lithuania, right? And whenever Team USA loses an international <laughs> competition uh it's always a big deal always a big deal now prior to this event the FIBA games where you qualify to go to Olympics there have been some people out there that were skeptical of this current amalgamation of players some people like Gilbert Arenas felt like this particular roster wasn't going to be good enough to compete on a global stage, which ironically says that you think that some of those guys out there that are on those other teams could potentially beat USA, even if you don't want to believe it. Because if you're saying, why can't we send our best? You must, you must be saying as well, if we don't send our best, there's a chance of us losing. That's what you're saying inadvertently. But Gilbert Arenas has been one of the voices out there that has been saying that number one, uh, he doesn't like the team. Number two, he doesn't think that they're talented enough to go out there and compete at that level. And after they dropped that game, I came across a clip of Gilbert Arenas discussing uh, this loss that took place. And he was essentially going off on the roster and the construction of the roster. And he did not hold back. So what we want to do is want to play exactly what Gilbert Arenas had to say here. It's not a very long clip. I want you guys to take a listen to that, and then we're going to come back and continue on with the show. Take a listen to what Gilbert Arenas had to say there. We can say, as a group, this is probably what? F? F-list compared to what we have? Damn, girl. I can see minus. They got to go to summer school. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. You said this is a C minus? The, the roster? I wouldn't. No. This roster is a C minus. Compared to an Olympic roster? F because it's like you said, everybody got there for a reason. Everybody I can has pull. I can, okay, here's a D. Okay. D. okay. D. Here's a D. Not F. Do you still yes, get units? Yes. List compared to all the players in the NBA um, that you that, can that put is together. A, I mean, that is a that, that list is that is that NBA list is nasty. That list got to go to summer they're school. They're still in the NBA. Huh? They're still. They in don't the even NBA. get four units. I mean, when we're talking about C, we're talking about like Jimmy Butler. Ooh, Brown. That would be considered a a C group. Jalen Brown is a C group. In a C, that would be considered in a C group to talent. I mean, with that group though, I mean it. it I mean, because who really is the super? Like, who's the super? I mean, like Booker would Booker would be what B. 
Yeah, if you get a Booker. Yeah. Zion Williams, that's the B group. John Morant, that's a B group. So this is an F group compared to what we have. No one's an F, is all I'm saying. Compare their steps to success, Gil. What I'm saying is when you're graded, when we want to say, all right, pick the best 12, right? And then the second 12, the third 12, C, D, this would be considered. This is the like, fifth 12? Like just because the only reason this that we. the fifth 12? Who? This is the fifth 12. This is the fifth 12. Okay. Only, only Anthony Edwards would be out of this group. Mm. Yeah. Only Anthony Edwards will be put into the B or C group, mm. most likely B. So you heard his comments. Now, I want to quickly list some of the players that they currently have on this team. You have Anthony Edwards, who's a bad boy. You have Paolo Benchero. You have Jalen Brunson. You saw him last year in the playoffs. He was a bad boy. You have Mikel Bridges, his former son. I think now he plays with the Brooklyn Nets, if I'm not mistaken. You have the Lakers, Austin Reeves. You have Walker Kessler. You have Brandon Ingram, who's also a bad boy. Jaron Jackson Jr., defensive player. Um, Josh Hart. Tyler Halliburton. And, of course, you have Bobby Portis. So this was the team that Team USA sent out there. And, of course, if you look at their coaching staff, you have Steve Kerr. You have um, Eric Spolstra. You have Tyron Lowe. So you have a very, very good coaching staff there to help these boys go out there and perform, right? But nevertheless, they still found a way to drop a game. And I saw some of the highlights. It looked at, it looked like they were trying. And then I came across another article that was written by um, Fadeaway World. And this article actually features some comments that uh, Grant Hill made about the international players. Here's what the article said. It says, uh, headline, Grant Hill believes international players no longer fear Team USA. Continues on. Team USA is widely expected to have the greatest pool of players available to play internationally. But most big name uh, superstars no longer have interest in representing Team USA. In the second round of the two, uh, 2023 FIBA World Cup, Team USA was given a reality check by Lithuania. They were defeated 104-110 prior to advancing to the quarterfinals of the tournament. Former NBA player Grant Hill says it's because international players no longer fear America's team. There's no longer the mystique of playing against the NBA players. They were still like in awe of playing against Charles Barkley or Carl Malone Hill told Basketball News. It's interesting how quickly the rest of the world caught up. There was an incredible scare in the 2000 Olympics in Sydney, and then in 2002 and 2004, we lost. He added, the game is different. Our game in the NBA is starting to be more like their game. The talent, the shooting has improved, have improved. Now, 30% of the NBA is international players. There's still respect, but there's not the sort of fear or the awe that was there 27 years years ago that's what grant hill had to say there i think this is a disturbing trend moving forward it's a disturbing trend because i think there's a part of this where this current crop of players don't feel the sense of i need to go out there and represent my country i think we're in the era where it's it's, we're too cool for school era. And it's an American thing. 
this kind of laid back. Okay, we're going to be the best. We're going to be the best. No matter what, no matter what you do, we're still the best. This is the this is the perfect way. This is the perfect way to get blindsided and fall behind. The minute you start believing your own hype, you're finished. The minute you thought you made it, that's when you can get a rude awakening. And that's exactly what's happening here. Everyone is relaxing. Everyone is resting on their laurels, expecting that the rest of the world is going to be sitting here genuflecting it. Oh my God, that's John Morant. Did you see how he just soared in the sky? Oh, that's Carl Anthony Towns. Or that's LeBron James. Or that's Paul George. Or that's Kawhi Le These guys are like, you guys are not serious. If you guys think that we're here to genuflect and look at you guys, you got something else coming. Here's the reality. The reality is the following. If you look at a lot of these international players, the majority of them are looking to, they're always interested in playing for the international team with the exception of Ben Simmons. Only God knows what Ben Simmons' issue is. Luca is always looking to play for his team. Giannis just turned down to play for uh, uh, Greece. Rudy Gobert was playing for his team. And so many other players, every single year, they make it their obligation to represent their country. And we're talking about the best of the best making that obligation. But in the United States, oh man, we're too cool for school. I can't be bothered with, first of all, is there a bag involved? Is there going to be a bag for all of this? There's no bag. Then I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I think Anthony Edwards is an outlier. It's an outlier. Some of the best players in the NBA are not even competing. I'm not even going to get into the former uh, uh, USA teams that went to go compete because it's making this current crop look like a joke. And I think this current crop of NBA players believe that it's a right to be in the NBA. Those guys believe it's a privilege. I'm not even going to waste my time going through, uh, going over that, the former FIBA team and all of that after they lost in 2004. Go look at the roster of players that were in the FIBA games to qualify because America had to qualify for the Olympics. Kobe Bryant was there. If Kobe could be there, who are any of these players to not be there? Kobe was there. LeBron was there. I think Carmelo Anthony was there. Dwayne Wade was there. Go listen to Kobe talk about international basketball and then listen to these new guys talk about it. You're reaping what you sow. This is the new wave. It's an embarrassment. But this is what happens when you're too cool for school and you think nobody else can do what you do and you, next thing you know, you're going to find yourself falling behind. And that it is that is what's happening right here. These guys are not joking. Go look at the last MVPs. They have a stranglehold on it. The last four MVPs have been all international players and it most likely will be the next five or six or seven. It's going to be a while before we see an American player win the, the, the MVP. It's going to be a while. Because right now it's between Giannis and Nikola Jokic. Joel Embiid just won. If Luka has a good year, he may win and win another one. It's a wrap if these guys don't start getting serious. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment.
Team USA just suffered a loss, a stunning loss, an upset to Lithuania. I believe they lost the game 110 to 104, right? Lithuania beat them. And it's and it sent a shockwave all throughout the system, at least for the people that cared. People here and there all talking about it. I believe I think they spoke about it today on ESPN. Just yesterday or the last 24 hours, Gilbert Arenas spoke about it. Um, so there are a lot of people talking about it. But I think what's being missed in all of this is how did we get here? No one is really taking the time to sit down and ask them ask themselves the question of how did we get here? How do we get here? The only person that I ever heard explain this thing of how <laughs> we found ourselves at one point and how we got to this current point was the late great Kobe Bryant. If you guys remember, Kobe Bryant had had a pulse of what was happening in the United States and internationally as it pertained to the NBA. Kobe Bryant was one of the players that was actually slamming the AAU and how it was developing young players coming up into the American basketball system, preparing them for college and ultimately to head towards the NBA. And it's very simple. The moment you stop innovating, the moment you stop thinking of ways to be more efficient, to get better, you will suffer. And speaking of doing things efficiently, uh, doing things in a more efficient way, this, bring you, this brings us to today's sponsor, Factor Meals, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. If you're like me or anybody that works at Dreamers Pro, chances are you're a very, very busy person, especially during the lunchtime when you don't have time to go to the grocery store, pick out fresh ingredients, and come back home and cook healthy, delicious meals. Sometimes we're so busy that you just end up finding yourself making a ham sandwich or something like that, which isn't really ideal. And this is the reason why we are excited to be partnering with Factor Meals. Factor Meals is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. You can choose from up to 35 gourmet meals. Every meal is packed with premium ingredients crafted by Factor Meals team of culinary experts and designed by dietitians to ensure that every meal is packed with premium science-backed nutritional quality. Your meals are delivered directly to your door and all you need to do is heat them up in just under two minutes, then they are ready for you to eat and enjoy. So for example, this week, I think I'm gonna go with the Italian herb chicken. What I love is that under every single meal, you can see if it's a calorie conscious option. For example, this meal I just chose is a dietitian approved calorie smart meal, which is around 550 calories or less per serving, and also a protein plus meal with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. So if you want to give it a try, click the link in the description below or head over to factormeals.com slash dreamers50 and use code dreamers50 to get 50% off. And remember, when you try Factor Meals by using the link in the description below, remember that you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So I want to continue on with the show. I spent a lot of time researching the things I want to discuss today. I want to quickly play, we want to quickly play an audio of Kobe Bryant expressing his absolute disgust with the AAU system and how he believes it was ruining NBA players. Take a listen to what Kobe Bryant had to say here. 
Kobe, you've been pretty critical of the AAU system and the way American players are brought up. Not pretty critical. I'm extremely critical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't teach our players how to play the right way, you know, how to think the game, how to play in combinations of threes. And I think everything is a, you know, it's a reward system. I think uh, you know, the coaches who are you know, teaching the game are getting rewarded in one fashion or another. And uh, it's just a showcase. Do you I feel like it's absolutely horrible for the game. The young guys that are coming up, do you feel like the game is kind of stiff, whereas when your guys were more skilled? Yeah, but I think that was just by luck in the generation that I grew up in. You know what I mean? Because like my generation is when the AU basketball really started becoming You know, and I, I got lucky because I grew up in Europe. Right. And, you know, everything there was still fundamental. So I learned all the basics. And I think we're doing a tremendous disservice to our young basketball players right now. And that's something that definitely needs to be fixed. And it's going to be one of the things that I definitely focus on. So you heard what Kobe Bryant had to say. And to me, the sad part is this. Of all of the players talking or doing sports media right now, why are none of the NBA players discussing this? Why aren't they? If you listen to Gilbert Arenas, sometimes they have these arguments on the show. Uh, the last one they had was around international players, around that thing that Noah Lau said, and then it sparked the debate on the show with him, Brandon Jennings, uh, uh, Kenyon Martin, and Rashard McCamp. Usually what I've noticed is that uh, Brandon Jennings is the one that always sides with international players because he believes that they're that, that they're that damn good. But if you listen to Gilbert Arenas talk, there seems to be this disrespect and this lack of like appreciation that Gilbert Arenas had. Like, them dudes ain't nothing. Them dudes ain't this. He was just calling out NBA players and mentioning all of these guys. And the way he would try to explain the way that success was, who would win in a one-on-one -on -one game? He's not discussing what's actually taking place in the NBA. He's talking about what could take place at Rucker Park or some open run in LA. He's not discussing what these guys are doing on the court. Because if he does that, he'll lose the argument. So he now boils it down to hypotheticals. If this guy played against this guy, who would win? As if that's what's happening in reality. It's called a reach. So if you listen to Gilbert Arenas and these guys, you kind of realize how we got here. Because when you don't respect something, you don't pay any attention to it. And it catches you off guard. So what we want to do is, we want to play an audio of Kobe Bryant discussing the global game. We also want to play an audio of him talking about fundamentals and Kobe Bryant talking about the Olympics in terms of international competition. So take a listen to that there and I'm going to come back and continue on with the show. Take a listen to that. Well, it gave me the foundation. So I was very fortunate to have great coaches that taught me the game at the most fundamental level. So that means footwork, the importance of passing with your left hand. It's equally as you do with your right. Uh, moving off the ball, being able to set proper screens, uh, how to how to defend properly off the ball and on the ball. So all the fundamentals, the basics. Like we were lucky if we ever scrimmaged once in an entire week, because everything was just drills. So that time was the first time for you to actually know about global basketball. Is that something like different than you thought? If you've got to pick one word to describe the global basketball you've ever seen, which one would you? Uh, one word to describe global basketball? At the age of six. At the age of six. Um, 
I would have said something like Magic, Michael, and Larry. <laughs> that's how I would have described. Because to me, you know, that's what the NBA was. I didn't know it. Like I knew what Italian basketball was. I knew what European basketball was. I knew it like the back of my hand. The NBA was still kind of a mystery. Um, you know, you couldn't just turn on a TV and see an NBA game. That wasn't happening. Um, so that was much a much bigger mystery to me than, you know, Italian basketball. Well, let's talk about your national career. And actually, I think you were summoned by Team USA earlier in 2000. But it was like seven years later when you first played the game representing Team USA. So how does it feel to finally put on that jersey and represent your own country? It, it, felt, it, felt, it felt great to put on the jersey because it means so much more um, than playing for your team. When we lost in 2004, um, you know, it was a heavy blow for us. You know, this is a sport that we've dominated for years. And I think you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of beauty in the fact that we lost because it means that the game is growing so much and there's so many countries out there that are playing and playing at a high level. But at the same time, it was like, okay, all right, that's beautiful. But now we want it back. <laughs> we want it back. And so 2008 was about that. It was about kind of reclaiming you know, we feel we started. So you heard what Kobe Bryant had to say there. But my my research didn't stop there. I found an article on ESPN that was written back in January 3rd of 2015. And in this article, Kobe Bryant said in 2015, almost eight years ago, that he believed that European players were more skillful. Let me get into this article. It says, Kobe Bryant believes European basketball players are more skillful than American basketball players and says it's a growing trend that can be blamed on the greed of coaching at the AAU level. I think that European players are just way more skillful. Bryant said Friday night after the Los Angeles Lakers 103, I mean 109-106 loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. They're just taught the game the right way at an early age. They're more skillful. It's something we really have to fix. We really have to address that. We have to teach our kids to play the right way. Bryant was quick to point a finger at the decline of skilled players in the United States. Um, he then spoke about AAU. Bryant said, horrible, terrible AAU. It's stupid, and it doesn't teach our kids how to play the game the right way. The article then continues on. Bryant was born in Philadelphia, but when he was six, his father, former NBA player Joe Bryant, moved the family to Italy to continue his playing, his playing career. Kobe spent his childhood in Europe uh, until Joe retired in 1991 and moved the family back to the United States. When you have limitations and you understand your limitations and you stay within yourself, you can be great, Kobe Bryant said. You know what you can do and what you can't do. In America, it's a big problem for us because we're not teaching players how to play all around basketball. That's why you have Powell and Mark Gasol, and that's the reason why 90% of the Spurs roster is European players because they have more skill. Brian Smilwin asks what type of player he would have become if his family never moved to Italy and hadn't learned how to play the game in Europe. Horrible. Oh, no, excuse me. He says, I probably wouldn't be able to dribble with my left hand and shoot with my left hand and have good footwork, Brian said. I was kind of fortunate because I was growing up in Italy. The Red Arbacks, the Tex winners, and all the great coaches were doing clinics 
uh, clinics and camps in Europe. They were teaching all the club coaches and the club coaches were following their advice and their fundamentals like the Bible. And they were teaching all of us kids that type of stuff. Me, Manu, all of all of these guys that grew up around that same time were a product of that. It's a big difference. Brian had a simple solution to the problem. Teach players the game at an early age and stop treating them like cash cows for everyone to profit off of. He said, that's how you do it. You have to teach them the game, give them instruction. But Brian would hold his annual uh, summer basketball camp and was quick to point out that any solution involving changing the current AAU basketball won't happen overnight. That's that's a deep well because then you start cutting into people's pockets, Brian said. People get really upset when you start cutting into their pockets because all they do is try to profit off these poor kids. There's no quick answer. This made me think of a point while discussing Kobe. All I hear, <laughs> oh my God, this is why you guys got to be careful who, you, who gives you your information. All I hear is that this this era is the most skilled basketball players we've ever seen in our lives. This is the best basketball we've seen since sliced bread. These players are more skilled than ever before. Kobe Bryant had more skill in his one hand than the entire NBA. There's nobody I can point to in this in this NBA. Nobody that I could point to that was half as skilled as Kobe. Half as skilled as Kobe. Half. I'll take it a step further. Nobody talking basketball on TV or independently, their podcast, knows more about basketball than Kobe Bryant. Nobody. That goes for Stephen A. Smith. That goes for J.J. Redick. That goes for whoever you want to bring. None of these dudes can carry that dude's water when it comes to basketball. And if you listen to Kobe speak, you will know that that was one very sharp guy that didn't even go to college. That did not even go to college. If anybody listens to Kobe Bryant speak, you will know that that's a very intelligent person. You will know this. It's you can you can you can surmise that quickly. I just find it interesting that we get bombarded with this message of, oh, this is the most skilled era. This is the most skilled. Well, if you listen to what Kobe's saying, he's saying that this era has no skill whatsoever, that they're limited fundamentally. That they're limited fundamentally. And some people watching this video will say, how do you say Kobe Bryant's more skilled? Let me tell you what Kobe Bryant's most skilled at. Number one, name a perimeter de defender right now playing in the NBA that can also score 30 points a game or lead the league in scoring that could play defense and make an all-first defensive team. Name the guy. You have Giannis, but Giannis has a different skill set. Kobe could shoot. He could dribble. He could pass. His footwork don't even discuss. And he was arguably a top three post player in the league. He was that damn good. There's no any shot you can think of that dude can make it. I've seen him making turnaround left-handed three. I've seen it all from this dude. Anybody that knows basketball will tell you that for free. So if he's saying that, we got to now ask the question, what's going on with the messaging? What's going on with the messaging around this current NBA? Is it an agenda? Is it an agenda to propagate this message of, oh, these are the greatest, these are the greatest players since sliced bread. But in reality, they're not. Let me close with this. I came across an article 
from fadeawayworld.net that pretty much summarizes how we got here. And it says, Carl Anthony Towns says, a lot of NBA, NBA fans think international players are plumbers and engineers. It continues on. Carl Anthony Towns believe a lot of NBA fans have no idea how good international players are. Towns has been playing for the Dominican Republic, uh, uh, playing for the Dominican Republic at the 2023 FIBA World Cup. And he was asked if playing at that tournament would help the, him this season. He said, for sure. Got an early start to playing basketball, Towns said. We're playing the best in the world. I'm in the NBA and I see NBA fans. They just don't know these players. So they think uh, what I saw was plumbers and engineers. These are the best players in the entire world playing in one building in a tournament. Towns stated that some of the very best players in the NBA are now international. You may not know their names, but I guarantee you that many of them, if they stepped in the court with anybody, they can get the job done. Towns added, the game is international. Some of the best players now in the NBA are all international. Obviously, the world is bigger than just the United States. What Carl Anthony Towns just said is a fringe opinion, but he also said something that exposes the inverse, which is this. I think what he just said reflected a larger view that I think is perpetuated throughout the NBA, which is this lack of respect. Which is this lack of respect? Imagine not respecting the global players and not being as skilled as you think you are. You get a recipe for disaster. I think something needs to change. I think something needs to change. And Kobe Bryant spotted this years ago. Years ago. And none of this surprised me. None of this. The guy's looking like a seer right now. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.